Spurs loyal folk um, I know that loyalty is being tested at the moment uh, with yesterday's disappointment and frustration uh, involved that, that result all I know is I did go to bed uh, with the hump and actually woke up this morning with a bigger hump but uh, I, easy to say now I, I didn't think we were ever quite as good as top of the league position suggested and we're certainly not as poor as what we're showing lately either so the answer is somewhere in between and um, I'm sure that will show itself within the next uh, four to six games um, so yeah welcome to the Steve Merriman um, podcast uh, I say Merriman because I'm trying to lift my own spirits because my wife is recovered from COVID and actually went out yesterday and doing nice things um i'm about three days behind her and be it led by the performance last night or whatever my symptoms uh, i've been tired all day i've uh, my ears have started hurting i lost my taste but anyway i'm trying to be um a bit positive so that's why it's called the steve merriman podcast today um, and let's have some good news about, um, well, I'm not sure it's that good a news, but uh, the, the one and only Jimmy Greaves, master goal scorer, is going to be recognised, um, some say with an MBE in the um, New Year's Honours list. I hope that's correct. Do you know that only two of the World Cup winning squad haven't been honoured at all so far. That's Jimmy Greaves and Ron Flowers. Ron Flowers, if you don't know him, mm -hmm. was a very consistent uh, wing half for Wolverhampton Wanderers, good servant to the game of football. So why, why these two, including the greatest English goal scorer of all time, um, baffles me. So well done to the Daily Mail for their campaign to help Jimmy get some type of reward for his magnificent ability that entertained us all, uh, young and old, whoever supported um, just just anyone that was was interested in the art of goal scoring and scoring goals, etc. Uh, whether you followed Spurs, Chelsea, West Ham, AC Milan, whoever. Um, on that subject and leading into the Fulham stuff, I received the text from a school friend of many years ago, Chris Creasy, who has loyally stuck uh, to his feelings for the cottagers for over 60 years now. Chris quoted uh, on his text, from when I was a young boy, my father had a season ticket at Fulham uh, for about 20 years and I went with him many times. On a very rare occasion, Fulham beat Spurs 4-1. I think this was mid-60s. The biggest applause during that game, by far, was for the goal by Jimmy Greaves, who went around so many players to tap the ball into an empty net. All of the Fulham fans 
in them the one and only stand stood and applauded for a couple of minutes. Uh, they applauded the master at work, the, the magic of Jimmy Greaves, eh? And yeah, you, you, you had to applaud if you was at that game, whether you were a Fulham supporter or, or Spurs. Another text from our neighbour um, when I was growing up in a council estate in Northolt, well, I used to practice football with on the street outside our houses some 60 plus years ago, Stephen Groves, another loyal Fulham fan with memories from his time. And also not only loyal to, to, um, to Fulham, been loyal to the Perriman family, um, been a great friend who helped myself and two brothers over the years with some fantastic financial advice and other stuff like uh, mortgages. Steve wrote, believe it or not, my best memory was on Boxing Day 2007. We, that's Fulham, lost 5-1 to a rampant Spurs at White Hart Lane. You, Steve, supplied us with passes and match tickets to the Steve Perriman Lounge. And I took Kim's family, that's his wife, who are all Spurs, King Spurs fans, especially Kim's dad, Ron, who at the time had cancer and we all knew that he didn't have long left. He woke up on game morning, wasn't feeling great and looked like missing out, but ended up taking the chance that he would be okay, just to be able to see the game. He goes on, we got there early, had some food, heard the lovely Pat James give his thoughts on the upcoming match. Pat was so polite and generous with his time that he gave Ron some extra words when, and when Pat saw us leaving at the end of the game, he made a point of wishing Ron well, as if they were best friends. So end of a perfect day, even if it was a drubbing and typical of Big Pat. A few months later, Ron died, but we will always remember how kind Pat was to someone in need. He finishes, just to balance the books a bit, we played you at Fulham, 30th of January, 2011, in an FA Cup tie, and we're leading 4-0 at halftime. Thanks to Danny Murphy, two pens, with Dawson being sent off, plus Breda Hangeland, goal, and also a superb, superb Musa Dembele strike. Does anyone remember that? We were uh, sitting in the cottage. From our memory? We were yeah. there and we were sitting in the cottage. And well, I yeah. Dawson was sent off a thing a minute before half-time. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was perhaps winding me up, Steve, but uh, bless him, Howard, you've, you've uh, convinced me that he's not. So, Howard, welcome to the show. Um, you're going to give us some some of your memories. Yep. Um, I've just sort of give you a lead in there with with the uh, with the four nil defeat at half time. I don't know what the end result was of that game. Thanks. On you go, Howard. Thanks very much. Fill us in. Today we're going back to Fulham on January 1984, the third round of the FA Cup. Actually, the first time we'd ever met them in a cup in an FA Cup match. Fulham are one of the small group of teams that nobody hates. They're always popular. I first heard about them back in the 60s 
when their chairman was Tommy Trinder, who was a very well-known comedian who played at playhouses that put on variety shows all over the country. The acts would often include dancing, singers, magicians, and others. Music Hall was dying a death by the, by the 60s as radio took over prime entertainment. This was initially merely shows that had succeeded by moving from Music Hall to radio. But when they started doing ventriloquists on, on radio, the end was surely nigh. And trust me, they did do that. So back to the match at funeral at Fulham. We had arranged to meet a possible mother's help who was coming from her home in the north for an interview. Her train was going to be coming into Victoria, so it'd be easy for us to collect her after the match. This was in the days before the mobile phones. When she got to her local station, she discovered that all the trains on that line had been suspended. To her great credit, she remembered that we were going to a match at Fulham. She found the number for Fulham and persuaded them to make an announcement. As the players were on the pitch warming up, the PA system came to life saying, would Mr. and Mrs. Goldstein please make themselves known to a steward? Ray and Stevie and Gary Stevens were all on the pitch and heard the announcement. Do you remember that, Steve? I do, absolutely. I thought someone was pregnant and giving birth. I was doing my best. But... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was in that game that Ray Clements not only broke a finger, he also fell badly on his shoulder. In those days, you were only one sub, and then that sub was unlikely to be a keeper. So Graham Roberts went in goal and kept a clean sheet, resulting in a nil-nil draw. That's when Tony Parks came into the side and remained there for the most of the season. We won the replay 2-0, and as good as Tony Parks was, there was no doubt who would be the choice, first choice keeper next season. The next time we met Fulham in the FA Cup was in 98-98, third round at home. We won 3-1, with our first goal scored by Stephen Clements, son of Ray. That's Fulham's story. Well done, Stephen. Well done, Stephen. Going back to the uh, the cup, the cup game that you mentioned, Howard, and the replay. Um, Robbo did fantastic. I've seen it on YouTube, and uh, typical Robbo, up and at him, uh, put his head in where where most people wouldn't put their foot in. So we, he managed to get us the nil nil draw and the. The replay that you quite rightly said, we won 2-0. Robbo did score with Archie. And uh, I just remember it being such a brutal game. Really? I, don't, I don't know if there was any overhang for the first game, but it was, was particularly brutal. So I want to talk about um, two games we had against Fulham in the old second division. We won 1-0 at home, and Peter Taylor reminded me that Teddy Maybank, ex of Chelsea, had a, had a goal disallowed that we all thought should have been allowed. And uh, the, the second game was on the 4th of February, 78, and it won all. Peter Taylor scored in very, very wet conditions. And um, it was another hard-fought competitive we both teams slugged it out. Fulham were struggling near the bottom of the league, but they obviously were not a bad team by any means. Uh, but Peter Taylor broke away from the halfway line and went against the goalkeeper one, one against one and took it past him. 
and therefore everyone would bet money that it was going to be a, a, a walking goal. Peter unfortunately lost his footing. And um, I did have a laugh with Peter today um, because Peter Taylor was a very funny guy. I got very close to him. Um, we, we roomed together for, for a few years when he was at Spurs. And Peter had this trick. Um, you're talking about music called earlier, Howard. Norman Wisdom used to sort of trip himself up when he was walking along. Yep. And Peter Taylor perfected this. So if he was going to present prizes at a school or wherever he was, he always threw this trick. And I said to him, Pete, you weren't doing a normal wisdom that day where you're at Fulham when you, when you tripped over and therefore we didn't get the second goal. But that was a good, um, uh, that was two good games for us. Uh, we didn't outplay Fulham by any means. And when you think that we, we made it by the skin of our teeth, uh, to, to get promoted that year, then obviously the, uh, the two results against Fulham that year were, were vitally important. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm going to leave you with a story of, um, I got invited to go to Fulham as an away legend. Not the sort of thing I normally did, but um, got invited, so I went and that to meet a player called Les Strong, who was gonna take me around the various lounges. That was the point of having an away, so-called away legend there. So he takes me into this particular lounge, there's about hundred people in there and uh, Les, everyone was quiet and Les said, asked the question about himself. So does anyone know who I am? And no one answered. So Les said, okay, well, you must be Spurs people then. Bearing in mind, this is at Craven Cottage. He said, so I'll introduce myself. My name is Les Strong. I played for Fulham for 10 years, left back. And my claim to fame was that I used to room with George Best at away games in that famous spell when George Best went to Fulham and Bobby Moore and Rodney Marsh and Alan Mullery. He said, well, I say... I roomed with George Best at away games, but actually he was never there. So at the away hotel every Friday night, um, the manager would phone about 10.30 at night. I'd pick the phone up, say, hello, Les, is uh, George in bed? And I'd say, yeah. Because he probably was, <laughs> but he was never in my room. So, um, that, that tells a little story about uh, George Best. So uh, thank you for listening. Um, we've got some good games coming up um, for us to get our teeth into. Um, hopefully the team doesn't look as tired as what it's looked over the last few games. Um, I think Harry um, for instance, on the corner against, I, I did speak a couple of weeks ago that if you get to the position on a corner four, you control the whole the whole corner kick by getting there first. They scored from it, but even our goal was created by one of our players getting there first and jumping over the ball, and it created mayhem. Ended up being laid to the edge of the box, and end up play gets the strike in. 
so uh, I thought Harry was was on his heels a bit, and I think that must have been because he's tired. He's doing so much work. He's putting so much energy into his performance, and of course he comes back and is an important uh, defensive uh, pivot to our defending corners, but. I'd have to say that uh, over the last couple of games, he's been caught out somewhat. So I think we need to take a bit of a look at that. So, yeah, thank you for listening. And um, we've got Leeds United coming up after Fulham and some tasty games after that. So let's all be positive, um, keep the faith and uh, come on you Spurs.